Hi, I just wanted to do a quick apology. So I listened back to episode two before I published it and I realised that about halfway through I'm talking about colonialism and I actually use the word owned to describe um, the UK and other countries uh, colonising countries. So I just want to apologise for that because owned is not the correct term at all. Um, They stole these this land these countries and I think that that is a very important um word to use and owned is not the correct word so I just want to own my mistakes say that I'm sorry I hope you can forgive me and that I will keep on learning um from all of these things hope you enjoy the episode Hey, this is Demo and uh, episode number two of What I Learned Lately. Um, so this episode is about a place in Zambia. Um, it's a mine. It's called Mapani Mines. It's a copper mine. And basically for my degree right now, I had to watch a uh, documentary called Good Copper, Bad Copper. And it was all about the Mapani copper mines um, in Mufalira. So I recommend you do some research. Um, I'll definitely be putting some links in the description. And I will be putting a link for the um, the documentary. It's on YouTube, super accessible. It's not even an hour long. Uh, super interesting. So I'm going to talk about that today because, first of all, I was going to start well, I started recording an episode about being outdoors and how happy it makes me and how you should get outdoors as much as you can. Because my friend was like, oh, you know, maybe not every episode should be a serious one. But uh, it just didn't flow, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) It just didn't flow. And this is something that I did first thing this morning. I needed to take a load of notes, answer some questions for my seminar tomorrow. And it's been on my mind all day and I learned a lot from it. So what better thing to talk about on what I learned lately than what I learned today. So let's get into it. Mapani, sorry, copper mine. So like I said, it's in Zambia, um, but it obviously probably unsurprisingly to a lot of people, is not owned by Zambia or a Zambian company. It's, it was, it was nationalised. So after Zambia got independence in, I believe it was 1964, um, they nationalised the copper mines that previously were uh, colonial ventures and they increased their GDP to Portugal's levels within 10 years. So because they were obviously benefiting from this very rich natural resource that that they have a lot of and uh, is obviously worth a lot of money. I mean, copper is super expensive and we use it in every household in the UK. So yeah, they were benefiting from it fantastically. And then things changed. And there was a crash. Neoliberalism happened, was introduced in the 80s. And they needed a loan from the World Bank. And the World Bank, because of this new neoliberal era, 
said no. And well, actually, they didn't say no, but the interest rates would have been so high um, that it wasn't worth it for the Zambian government. So basically, it was a no. It couldn't happen. So they then had to sell it and they had to privatise. And it went to a amalgamation of a few companies, but the biggest shareholder was Glencore International. Now, Glencore International is probably a name that you are aware of. Um, I definitely, it rang a bell. I, I knew the name. I knew right away that it wasn't good. <laughs> because usually their reputation precedes them, right? And uh, I knew that I'd heard about it for a reason. So, of course, I had to do some research for my seminar, but then I also just kind of got into it out of anger and curiosity. They, so there is, in this instance, there is Zambian registered company, but the office that it is, um, the, the main office that it's linked to is one in Jersey. They have another office in London and another one in Switzerland. So this is just for this one specific branch of Glencore, Glencore International. If that doesn't scream, I'm avoiding tax, or sorry, I'm evading tax, then I don't know what does. Um, that was, yeah, instantly to me, alarm bells ringing. Okay, we know what's up. We know that these people are not good people. And then it basically turned out that the guy who founded Glencore was sentenced to over 300 years in prison in the US for fraudulent behaviours. And a part of that was um, during apartheid in South Africa. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a little shaky on the dates. Um, he So basically there was an embargo that said that people would stop trading with South Africa to try and discourage the violence that was happening there. Glencore, this guy specifically, ignored that and continued trading weapons and oil. Um, so because of this and many other ventures, he was sentenced to that 300 plus year prison sentence. Crazy, right? So yeah, again, alarm bells ringing. So this... Uh, the Mapani Mines is owned by this company who we already know after five minutes of me talking about it is not a good company. And basically this uh, Zambia Good Copper, Bad Copper uh, documentary, it's, it's showing the insights into um, how Glencore are getting away with what they're getting away with. The um, environmental and social impacts of the mines and um yeah just all of the implications that having these mines and the little regulation around them has on on everyone and everything around it right so first of all the people that live there are constantly coughing their eyes are sore their nose is sore they're breathing in sulfur sulfur dioxide 
So we all know that that's not good for you. There is a very low amount that is okay. And in this town, it's 30 times above the normal or the perceived healthy amount of ingestion. So that's fucking huge. 30 times. It's so bad. So you can only imagine how ill these people are getting. Um, There was a story of this um, one woman and her baby died. And she said that, I know, I know why. I know that it's because of the mines. So aside from the health implications that it's having on all of these people from cancer to other serious illnesses to just day-to-day discomfort um, to death, it's not only doing those already terrible things, the effects that it's having on the environment um, is also horrific. So it's super acidic and because Zambia's regulations for these things are um, less, well, over here, it's super strict, right? We have health and safety and you're not going to be able to let loads of sulfur dioxide leak into the air, leak into the water. That's just not something that would be allowed here, I hope. And if it did happen, a lot would, would um, a lot of people would retaliate very quickly. Over there, it's not like that. And so these people are drinking water with this acid. The floor is sodden with this acidic liquid. It's everywhere. And it's affecting all of their lives. And it's affecting wildlife. It's affecting crop. It's changing everything. It's changing absolutely everything. And you'd think, you know, okay, maybe they're at least benefiting from it. Maybe if the people that are going into the mines and coming out with ill skin are making some good money, or the people in the village, in the town, in the city nearby are making money from it and, you know, getting school or hospitals or just anything positive for them. But no, it's not the case because they don't own it. The the Zambian government don't own it, Glencore do. And what they're doing is they are in so many different countries under so many different names that they aren't paying tax. They just aren't paying tax. So the money that they would have spent on taxes, which, by the way, is $160 billion is missing. Which is just infuriating. Infuriating doesn't even cover it. It makes me so angry. And I hope it makes you angry too. Because the fucked up thing about it, and it it is this like new colonialism. um, And there's actually a woman in the documentary who says... I think that eventually we'll look back on these crimes the way that we looked at at slavery and colonialism. Um, And I totally agree because these people are trapped in a situation that they have no control over. They have no agency. Nobody's taught them to defend themselves. 
and I, you know that's that's where this documentary is happy in some regards because um there are people that are trying to help there are people uh, there's a guy called savior he's zambian he's an economist he got super interested in why zambia was a poor country when it's so resource rich um and he's trying to save the place and i think that that's absolutely amazing so you know it isn't all it is is it isn't all sad but i think it's just i think that people here need to know about it that's my main thing like i try and make so many conscious decisions in my life and everybody's different everybody's trying their best and I, I never ever want to judge someone for their decisions because it's just so much more complicated than that um and don't get me wrong sometimes I complain sometimes I sound harsh sometimes I I I get frustrated but everybody is trying their best but until we are given the facts about the choices that we are making nobody is going to be able to make decisions that really mean anything you know if you don't choose to educate yourself in these things then you're not going to think about the fact that I mean Christ copper right now is super in right like it's everywhere I know you can get like the fake stuff but like copper um light bulbs and shit like that it's super in, it's that like rustic, shabby chic thing going on, I think. <laughs> anyway, my point is that that's a fashion to us. These are like commodities and things that we just want in our houses that look cool, that look funky, that look just like something different. But where has that come from? Where has that copper come from? It's potentially and probably because it's the biggest copper mine in the world, it's come from Zambia or another place that is being completely exploited and it's people that are being completely exploited and it's in these post-colonial countries where it's happening because the UK and other countries went in, we destroyed the land, we took what we wanted from it we murdered people Ugh. and now we're still reaping the benefits and they're still suffering how is that any different you know like when the black lives matter protests were going on in the summer and i know they're contentious because we were in lockdown but you know to me they weren't contentious i 100 supported them um and I couldn't actually attend any of the protests, which made me super sad, but um, because of who I was living with, it just wasn't something that I could do, but it didn't mean that I didn't support what was going on from afar. But anyway, so many people responded to that in the UK by saying, oh, this is an American problem. This was an American black guy that got killed. This isn't anything to do with us. Why are people in the UK protesting, etc., etc.? And I'm sorry, but it's just not that simple. And I think that's where we really need to educate people. And when I say people, I, I hope I don't sound patronising. I really, truly hope that I don't. Um, I'm big on education. I think that it should be introduced in schools so that young people learn about it. They learn about 
every decision that they make, where that is coming from. Because when people say that it's not a UK problem, they're ignoring whether it's on purpose or whether it's accidentally, they are ignoring where all of their things come from. Whether it's a an electric car that's made from materials that have to be, you know, precious metals that are mined, or whether it's copper, whether it's the chocolate bar that you're eating, the bananas that you're eating, the coffee, just everything that we consume on a day-to-day basis without even blinking an eye, most of the time is coming from a country that is being exploited for our benefit. So when you say that it's not a UK problem, you're wrong. I mean, first of all, racism in the UK is absolutely present. But even just putting that aside for a second, you're, you, when saying that it's not a UK problem, you're saying that all of the things that you buy, it doesn't matter that the people that are in the process of growing them, making them, producing them, whatever it is, that those people don't matter. And that's not true. We're in a global society. We're in a global economy. It's everything's a UK problem. When when we're the cause of the problem, it's our problem. Um, things aren't going to get better if we don't view it differently. And I just think, you know, what, watching this documentary, it just really made me think again about those protests and how mad it made me so many people that would just say this isn't a UK problem fuck off yes it is why isn't it you know just because it doesn't affect you personally but it should every time you buy that thing that you really want it has probably come from some fucked up place where people are just being used and abused in the most awful way and I just think it's so important to educate ourselves on it um and like I said you know teaching adults something new when they don't want to learn it when they don't want to hear it is not impossible um but teaching children something new that is that's what they go to school for right um sorry a busted song just came into my head obviously I'm gonna put that in the description too um (laughs) yeah that's why they go to school they go to school to learn so why aren't we teaching them why aren't we teaching them about colonialism why aren't we teaching them about the things that we did I know and I remember learning about slavery um and that is the only thing that I remember but I don't remember being taught exactly why we did it I don't remember being taught that we owned half of the world or whatever the percentage is I'm not actually certain um I wasn't taught about all of the the history behind it you know and not just the history but the present because it's all connected we talk about history like it's just the past and like that's it that's that piece of time is finished with now but that's not the case we are where we are now in so many ways because of our history 
we have to acknowledge that to grow and to move on and for there to be real social justice we have to acknowledge it so I think that kids should be taught about us trying to rule the world and they should be taught about all of the indigenous people that we killed and they should be taught about all of the trees we chopped down all of the animals that we killed all of the precious metals and stones that we have mined and how and why that is now going to affect their lives because not only is it going to affect the people's lives who are still being exploited for these goods but it's also changed our environment forever you know all of these things are connected it's all intersectional racism is an environmental problem the environment is a race problem the people that are living in the global south are being affected by climate change on a level that we can't even as in you and i here in the uk can't even understand it's you know the storms and the the heat the droughts they are feeling it already and they're also the people being exploited for all of these things that we take for granted and and yet people think that it's it's not all connected it's a gender issue too i mean it like i say it's just it's also intersectional and i think it's just so important to educate to educate ourselves our friends our family and the future generation um which is why i've gone back to uni right i've gone back to uni to do my masters and because i'm a teacher and i want to put these two things together and i want to try and change the world um and maybe i won't do that but at least i'll have tried and i think that everybody just needs to try on their own level um and you know every time every time you buy something and even if you still buy it just the fact that you've taken a minute to think about it just you know 30 seconds in your brain think about where it's come from do you need it can you get it from a better source can you find out about the person or the company that you're getting it from even if you still buy it the fact that you're thinking about it is just such progression and will change things because you know i mean i'm not perfect by any means i still fucking love to destroy a bar of dairy milk and i wish that didn't I wish that I didn't because it comes in plastic and it's not fair trade and it's not vegan and I'm trying to be more vegan but sometimes I get my period and I really want a bar of dairy milk caramel so I'm not going to hate myself for that you know but it's also I think about it and then I I yeah try and make the right choices where I can so if you can do that then you are an absolute superhero because acknowledging um, and moving forward with that is is the only thing that we can do. So what have I learned lately? What have I learned today? Like I said at the start, that's where I've learned about the Mapani mines. 
what I've learned is something that I guess I already knew and that's the world is fucked to be honest <laughs> sorry to not end on a totally happy note there um but it's pretty fucked we we're not really totally in control of the millionaire billionaire people that are you know doing all of these terrible things but what I've also learned is that we are in control of our individual actions and even though you might not be able to stop Glencore from mining in Zambia you might not be able to help the communities live better lives directly you can make better choices there's never an excuse for not at least trying and for not at least thinking about it um and yeah I just think that right now that is the best that you can do so you should do it not that I'll judge you if you don't <laughs> like I say I'm not trying to be patronizing and you know nobody's perfect but we've all just got to try and we've just got to think about the people that are being deeply affected by all of these things. So, yeah, that's what I've learned lately. Thank you for listening to episode two. Um, again, let me know what you think. Um, I'm going to put the link to the uh, documentary in the description and also the busted song. That's what I go to school for because that's what came to my head earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an absolute fucking tune um and I'm not gonna try and plug is plug even the word to be honest I, I've barely even written anything on Twitter or Instagram don't really use it don't really know how I just did it because that's kind of what you do right so we'll, we'll see how it goes but um at what demo learned is is my handle so yeah, thanks guys and speak to you next week.